0: Hey fam, let's catch the moment. We open this space with the knowledge that the land in which we are located is occupied and unceded territories. On this, their traditional land and ancestral home, join us in acknowledging the tribal groups from where we personally vibe, including the Kickapoo, Kansaw, Osage, Odos, Missouri, Potawatomi, Sioux, Shawnee, Wyandotte, Choctaw, and Chittimacha tribes. We look to you as we become better stewards of the land we inhabit. Peace and love. Let
1: go. Oh, wow.
2: What's up and welcome to the We Out Here podcast, a place to hear the stories of black, brown, and indigenous folks in science and nature. My name is Alexi Grusis coming to you from the bull aka new orleans for one of the final times Mm. this season Mm. yeah crazy right (laughs) and with me as always
0: it's allison that was really excited um and i love it and i let me keep the energy yes it's allison and i am coming from a new location well i was here last time i was here last time um, yeah. but, um, they know. new to me, but tell uh, them the, uh, of the Narragansett, the Narragansett peoples, uh, native tribes, uh, on the settler's map known as Providence, Rhode Island, a place where Ooh. no one would choose to live, but somehow people <laughs> populate this place. <laughs> it's, it's, Don't you love it, Alison? I do. Is it, is it crisp? Is it chilly? It's not. No. Like, first of all, there are so many hills. It was so hot today. And I walked like at least three miles from Ooh. campus Ooh. area, past campus to back home. For those, I don't know if I've shared this information. I'm in graduate school um, and I had orientation week this week. So that's exciting. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm
2: going to put a little yay under this right here. Oh a little my- yay! <laughs> <laughs> and we got a special guest final guest mm. of the season. Oh
1: my gosh. The one. It's the realize, season finale. I didn't realize I was that important.
2: Yup. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't this crazy? It's the season finale. So for the final time this season, tell him your name, your pronouns, and what you do.
1: Hi y'all, doing? My name is JoJo West. I go by he/him yeah. pronouns, and I am a third-year PhD student at Rice University.
2: What? Yes. Where's Rice at? What uh, part of what part of the world?
1: Are you as talking we're talking about, about on the uh, settlers map, it's Houston, Texas. But um, I've, I've tried. I've worked on the pronunciations, but if I butcher them, I'm sorry. The Karankawa uh, is the first. Uh, the Atakapa Ishak, the Sana, and the Kawawiltekan.
2: Houston, Texas. Yeah. What's up? In the land of Beyoncé and Megan the
1: Stallion. Incredible. Crazy. Wild. As great Travis Scott.
0: <laughs> but- <laughs> yikes, yikes. <laughs> wow. We
2: love it. We love it. So what are you studying in uh in grad school? So
1: my PhD is going to be in evolutionary biology and ecology, but I tell people I study marine biology cuz really I just look at fish all day every day. Yeah. 24/7 mm-hmm. to 65. It's pretty great.
0: I have a question for you, Jojo. How do you feel about the fishes versus fish debate?
1: Ooh. I know we
0: I know we've made it so that like this is the thing now, but I I remember being at like Hui down just down the road mm-hmm. and like that was like a hot topic. <laughs> Several
1: years My, ago. <laughs> like fishes versus fish, like plural? Yeah, so, and the plural. <laughs> so what I what I've been told by people who train me is that you use fishes when you're talking to multiple fish of multiple species. Ooh, so it's like if okay. if you have one goldfish, that's a fish. If you have ten goldfish, that's ten fish. But if you have two goldfish and two tunas, it's four fishes. Whoa, Ooh, that's all right. New, that's new. That's new. That's that I is into talking. the chat and
0: the debate. Bring it, it, it up. <laughs> I'm talking, I'm say on. it
1: now. Okay.
2: Yes, be great. Yeah, if, you got, if
1: you got beef, there's like a long line of biologists <laughs> you can talk to. <laughs> 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 it's a thing.
2: Okay. Now, question. All right. Is it octopi? <sighs> yes. Or it's
0: clearly octopi. Octopuses it's clearly- or
2: octopodes?
0: Octopodes? You just made that up.
2: I did not make that up. As somebody who took Latin
1: and Greek uh, back in high school, like technically technically, probably all the word to mean technically I it. think you could say octopodes <laughs> and that would be okay because it is like the Greek word for feet, a feet in the plural. But mm. I'm I'm a personal fan of just saying octopuses <laughs> and like being done with it.
0: This is blasphemy. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. I feel I'm this sorry. man
1: starts
2: problems
0: no. No. <laughs> it's, you know, like, it's, too, it's too spicy it's too spicy a final a series final don't, don't. Not series, season, <laughs> season final my
1: don't shoot the messenger man excellent
2: excellent excellent I'm gonna ask a controversial question ancient marine animal what's the best one I'm
1: gonna go for my boy Dunkleosteus I mean like it, it, just, it just doesn't get any better than that right <laughs> like you go, you go to a museum you see a Dunkleosteus like skeleton like a a model they don't exist anymore technically like alive but if you see that you're like uh-huh. dang these guys are really out here isn't that what y'all are all about okay. people being out here
2: yep yes we are especially mr <laughs> dunk okay
0: i'm looking up i'm looking up the image
1: okay so tell the people about the dunk. i actually up... don't know that much about the dunk. please don't put me on the spot about the okay dunk. okay
0: <laughs> okay wait 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 wait, but i've looked up the image
2: describe it So Allison. what i'm
0: seeing what first of all let's spell it shall we for the people D U N D U N K so dunk.
2: Dunk. Dunk.
0: L-E-O, Leo, S-T-E-U-S, <laughs> that
2: is a, That's a good <laughs> name right there. <laughs> For real. Dunk Leo Stius, but call, call him dunk. Like, hell Leo. Yeah. That's my Dunk Leo's Leo's right there, man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's my <man.
2: laughs>
0: Okay, okay, okay. We've done ancient, favorite, what is... Modern,
1: like, contemporary. Ooh, <laughs> Your favorite contemporary I mean, <laughs> marine animal? My favorite contemporary marine animal would have to be my favorite contemporary marine fish, obviously. Okay,
0: okay. Which obviously. is
1: uh, the fish, Lakia amia.
0: I think I've heard of this fish before.
1: I would be surprised. Mm-hmm. It's very rare, uh, the fish. It's like a jack species, Carangidae. Lear? Um, they're, like, they're not particularly, like beautiful or like special in any way they do it basically all jacks do which is swim really fast and kill things
2: how do you spell me a sorvina? what
1: kind
0: what's yeah 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 learfish l-e-e-r-f-i-s-h,
1: L-E-E-R-F-I-S-H. <laughs> L-E-E-R-F-I-S-H.
0: <laughs> i can't believe you spell fish i mean <laughs> just make it this honestly looks like a big tuna or carp or something
1: well it's funny you say that it looks like a big tuna because that's exactly what people were saying 200 years ago because they're convergent, they're convergently evolved uh, oh. fishes. They're a different family than scamburde, which is where the tunas are. Uh-huh. But people thought they looked so similar, like morphologically speaking, yeah. before we had genetics. That like they put them in the same group. That's crazy. Yeah, their
0: bottom fin looks is the only part that's like that's not tuna. Wow,
2: man, that's crazy. Wow.
0: Okay, so what I'm hearing, I want to fight, is that you're super into fishes. <laughs> So, what I'm hearing is that you enjoy them, and obviously, you like you, I mean, you've like—I mean—you've created a career out of it. But do you do you enjoy them in as a pastime as well? Because it's one, of, like, is it one of those career choices where you're like, "Yes, this is what I do at work and in the field." Does it also like keep going home?
1: Oh yeah, fish is—I okay. mean. As much as I hate to admit it, like a 24-7, 365 thing for me.
0: Lord, that's so much time. <laughs> maybe 364. Maybe
1: 364. Maybe there's <laughs> one day Okay,
2: cool, cool. That's good. Okay.
1: Gotta take okay. a day off.
0: Okay, but there have there have at least been some days and some experiences where you 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 were knee knee deep? All in.
1: All <laughs> in waiting in fish.
0: Well, that me I'm 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 then ready. I'm ready for story time.
1: So last summer, not this like most recent couple months, but last year um my lab and i had a project and we needed to head out into tahiti mm-hmm. uh technically to moorea which is the island next to tahiti but not not as many people have heard of moorea but so i say, so i say tahiti but we were actually at moorea mm-hmm. uh we needed to go spear fishing to collect fishes because uh, we were doing a survey of like herbivorous guts and their morphology mm-hmm. looking at their skulls so what that means is you know like 30 hours of flights, taking us from Houston to Dallas, getting stuck in Dallas, going to California from Dallas, getting stuck in California. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> bro, that's my nightmare, bro. <laughs> and then taking an eight-hour flight, which I slept all the way through. Well I, yeah, I know, right? I was so proud of myself. I woke up and I was here we on the ground. I was like,
2: let's go. I <laughs> know you woke up with taco neck syndrome. <laughs>
1: and my feet hurt, I am tall and there was no room on that plane Ooh. anyway <laughs> so we, we wake up, we're in, we're in Tahiti and it's like you know, you fly across the Pacific Ocean and you, you don't really comprehend how different it is mm-hmm. when you're in the middle of the ocean but we got um, off the plane and we took a ferry uh, from Tahiti to Moorea and we got off the ferry and all the fish that you saw in Finding Nemo uh-huh. were under that boat when we stepped off it was like it was ridiculous i was like looking at my childhood play out before my eyes i, I swear they were talking to each other it was like crazy so you know we, the way you hear the waves um, when you get off the boat and like the sky is blue it smells like salt water like 24 7 365 but not in like the bad way in the way that means like oh we're here to work but we're also here to, like, play. Cheer, cheer, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. So in Motorea, there's this station, uh, Gump Station, which uh, is where, like, a lot of people come to do uh, field biology and marine biology stuff. And somebody there put us into contact with this fisherman whose name was Moana. So we get put into contact with Moana, who, like, you know, we don't know him, he doesn't know us, so Day one, he takes us out on his boat. Like, we're getting to know him. He brings one of his friends, probably just for safety because, like, it's three people he doesn't know on this boat with him. Uh-huh. He doesn't want to, like, be out of luck in the middle of the ocean with three strangers. Yep. Which we respect. I very but, much like, respect Moana, that. <laughs> Moana was, like, not only like one of the chillest people I've ever met, uh-huh. but probably the greatest fisherman I've ever met in my life. And I mean that, like, sincerely. So. We were spearfishing uh, with Moana to collect most of these reef fishes because they're very small and you don't really like, you can't really hook and line them because they don't eat insects and bait and stuff like that. We were looking for herbivorous fish. So unfortunately, we had to go into the water with the fish and spear them. Tragic, sad. I didn't like doing it, but that's how science works sometimes. Um, and Moana. How do, wait, can was, you,
0: like, how do you, like, how do you, I know how you spear fish, but, like, how do
1: you spear fish? Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, you can free, we were free diving because technically if you want a scuba, you need like a protocol and all that good stuff. Right, right. Um, and we were like fishing, we were paying Moana to go spear fishing with us basically. So like we were like buying all these fish off of it pretty much. Um, okay. So you free dive and we had, we had spear guns. So like, I can't even like, it's like just like a slingshot with a spear attached to it uh and a string attached to the spear so you load the you load the rubber band get all the tension and all the power behind the spear and then there's a safety right and this is how uh-huh. i know that like these fishermen go crazy in moorea because like the fish could hear when you flick the safety off because they were all scattered oh. <laughs> like they knew the sound of the safety like they were terrified of that so, like, you had to go down real quietly, you know, slowly flick the safety and, like, get set up. And it was it's like hunting. Like, it's very personal. And then you just pull the trigger. Exactly. What is it? Can you,
0: does it, can you hear it?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: What does it sound like?
1: I mean, it's really muted because, like, you know, I mean, to me it's really you're muted. are underwater. Yeah, because I'm underwater. So it's just like a, like a really soft, like, almost like you're tearing a sheet of paper. Yeah, yeah, like a really quiet, like and it's peaceful down there, you know, because you right. can't, you're just floating. Wow. You almost forget that you're there to work.
0: Mm-hmm. That's cool.
1: But for the okay. fish, I'm sure it's terrifying. Like I'm sure the sound is right. a whole lot louder and this is more da- <laughs> and more dangerous. You know, they're built to hear that stuff.
0: Now Yeah. Okay.
1: Thank you for the indulging me. Of course, of course, of course. Continue um but like so you know us lay people trying to fish with moana it was like night and day like we would go down there maybe for like 30 seconds to a minute max on each breath you know and then we'd have to surface moana would like take his time like he would sink like a rock to the bottom like the, this is like 20 30 feet deep he just sinks slowly doesn't make a splash doesn't make a sound and then he sits on the bottom he waits So he's sitting on the bottom, right, and you have to to go down quiet enough that the fish don't get spooked by you, and then the longer you're down there, the more comfortable with you they are.
2: Okay, yeah. You know what I'm
1: saying? So he's down there for like two minutes, two minutes and 30 seconds, three minutes, not even moving, and now the fish are like, oh, there's no problem here.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Oh, no.
1: And that's when he strikes. (laughs) (laughs) And his his gun his spear gun had like three rubber bands. Ours only had one. What does
2: so that he's mean? He's got
1: like three times. Oh,
2: he has three, like three times, three times power. the force.
1: Yes, behind his spear. So like, if Moana catches you slipping, it's over. Oh it's over.
2: no! So it, does the does the. Does a spear or harpoon have like a, like is it like a cable that it's attached or is it just like yeah
1: yeah yeah so there's a rope attached to it so you spear the fish and then you pull it back to okay,
2: you okay cool cool and then
1: you carry it back to the boat otherwise we would just be like spearing fish into oblivion and never
2: yeah right
1: with the triple rubber bands uh-uh. that
2: one's oh, gone
0: man. what a, <laughs> oh, what a way to go okay. at least it's quick
1: I yeah, mean okay exactly. mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. so yeah. we spent like after that first day we we'll meet up. We all, Moana, uh, my boss, and my other grad student in the lab and I, we went out like basically every single day to catch these fishes. Um, And it was fun, like it was a blast. He's a really cool dude. He's very knowledgeable about fish, uh, especially reef fishes, which is what we needed basically. So Moana was like the godsend for the work, right? But after like two or three weeks, like we had really hit every single species we needed. And so okay. we were, we were kind of like, oh, let's like you know enjoy the end a little bit. Moana hears this and he's like, why don't we go like tuna fishing for fun, right? Because that's what they do. You know, he goes fishing for fun. He's a fisherman. It's work and play mm-hmm. for him, same way it is for me. So uh, my boss and I were like. Say that. I'm ready, you know, let's go, let's go fish. Let's see what it's really like for Moana. Say it's...
0: less Moana.
1: <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> like he he spear fishes for work. He like hook and line fishes for fun. So we're like, let's go fishing with Moana, like, you know, do how the Moraines do, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's um uh, it's a Saturday that he wants us to come out. that Friday, you know he shoots us an email, Corey and I. My boss, Corey, um, and he says, be ready. Just like, be ready. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be out there. No, sir. No,
2: sir. (laughs) That's how you know it's going to be rowdy.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was hectic. So, you know, it's a Friday night on on the island, obviously. Everybody's having a good time. I did not get as much sleep as I should have, right? Mm. So I get up in the morning. I'm feeling groggy. Unfortunately, the other grad student in our lab couldn't actually make it because he had an ear infection. So he was like, oh. yeah, he was like bedridden that morning. So he didn't get to come out with us. It was really sad because he missed a great night. So I wake up in the morning. I'm feeling groggy. I'm like, let me take a little sip of coffee. You know, let me let me pour myself a little coffee. I don't usually drink coffee. And that was a mistake. But it didn't come back to bite me until later. Okay. So... <laughs> I drink, I drink my cup of coffee. My boss and I, we go down to the dock to meet Moana. He's there. All the spear fishing equipment is gone. His boat is like light. Like all he has is two rods. There's no, there's like, like usually he had like a spear gun, his like weights, all this like diving equipment, all that is gone. Okay. It is like, this, this boat is kitted to do one thing and one thing only, go fast.
2: <laughs> okay, all right.
1: Boom, so then we load up, we get the cooler, uh-huh. we put some ice in it, and Moana's like, let's head out. So the way that, like, there's two different ways that they fish for tunas depending on what species they're trying to catch. Because okay. different tuna species have different, like, behaviors. Mm-hmm. So, like, the medium-sized ones, the bonitos or the bonites as they call them, because it's, like, French, so bonito is, like, the French word for mm-hmm.
2: Um,
1: They, you have to troll for those. And so the way it works is you basically... Leave like a line, a fishing rod with a line and a bait Mm -hmm. in the water, and you have to drive your boat like really fast. Interesting. And that makes the it makes the bait sort of simulate like a really fast fish. Oh yeah, it makes it chase
2: you down. Okay.
1: Yeah, exactly. So they see that and they're like, okay, I want that. They chase it down and they hit, and then you reel it in like regular fish. Cool. And so, right, I know, right. (laughs) And then for the larger tunas. And these are like dog tooth tunas and like black fins. You have to set like traps, basically. So Wana shows us this. He's got like this, these hundred yards of rope, right? And he has a brick. So he takes, he cuts up all these like little sardines and bait fish, mm-hmm. and then ties them to a brick. A hundred yards, a hundred yards of rope. He's just rolling around this brick, tying, it, tying it, tying it, and inside like the rope. There's one piece of fish with a hook in it, right? Just Buried under it. He said, it I don't miss. don't miss. So the way it works is you tie all this rope around this brick with all these fish on it, right? And you drop it in the water, and then it, it tumbles down. So as it's tumbling down, it's releasing all these fish into the water. It basically uh-huh. starts a feeding frenzy. Yeah. So you have, like, tunas coming in from, like, Miles and miles out to eat all this fish, right? And they think it's all free lunch. But there's just one fish in there with a hook in it. Just <gasps> <laughs> that
0: that's, that's confidence. It is diabolical.
1: Okay. It is <laughs> diabolical, like premeditated type stuff.
0: So.
2: Everyone <laughs> imagine everyone goes to Marie Calendars and one of your boys gets snatched up. <laughs>
0: Yo, it's God, God. God. <laughs> Where's Pete? Where's Pete? Yes. Hey, up. He went to the <laughs> upper
2: room, bro. <laughs> <All right.
1: laughs> so that's method two of fishing. And like the way it works, because these hooks aren't like they're not attached to lines or fishing rods. They attach in these buoys, right? These like buoys that are orange on top and yellow on the bottom, and they use a clip to attach to the to the line with all the fish and the brick hooking it. So they leave, they set the buoy. It's like literally like a trap. And the way it works is when a fish comes and grabs the hook and pulls on it, it flips the buoy. So if, if you set them all orange up, right, and if you see yellow up, that means something is on the line.
2: Mm. And then it yeah. can't
1: it can't swim away because the buoy is like pulling up pulling it up to the surface. So mm-hmm. then you then you drive the boat back to the buoy, and you then you grab the buoy and pull the line, up. and you still have to fight hundred yards with a tuna on the other end. So, oh, like, so
2: you got to reel it in after
1: that with with your hand. Like you have yeah. to hand line this tuna for a hundred yards. Insane. <laughs> I just I I don't.
0: God bless you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's like a war with a tuna is not easy
2: right you're trying to snatch it out the right. water cool yes wow straight out the water okay cool cool
1: so those are the two like methods of fishing and we were planning on doing both so like Moana really wanted to show us this like buoy method of fishing because that's what they like I don't know if it's like patented or like whatever if they like, invented it but they really like doing it and they catch really large tunas like that because mm-hmm. uh, they like basically like attract them in from way offshore mm-hmm. um, so, but while we were setting these buoys, like we wanted to, you know, catch some other fish in the meantime, mostly the smaller, smaller bonitos, because there's way more of them, and it takes some time for these fish to smell the the bait, mm-hmm. the trap in the water, right? So we were trolling for bonites, and trolling for bonites is not is a lot easier because like they're way more active around the island, and you can sort of find them by following the birds, right? Okay. So the way it works is that as these fishers, school, these uh, beneaths, they're schooling fishes, and they school together and basically find, like, smaller fishes, like mm-hmm. sardines or anchovies, what have you, and they swim around them really, really fast and sort of corral them
2: mm-hmm.
1: into these, what we, what we call bait balls, right? Okay, yeah. And so it's like you might have seen these in like a documentary where... It's like tens of thousands of really, really tiny fishes tied like packed together as like a stress response to these larger fish being around right. them. Because right. there's you know, strength strength in numbers. So they, they pack they get they get packed up really together into these balls, but really it just makes it easier for the tuna to find them and get them, right? And so the bonites are like circling around them, packing them all into this ball. And then they start driving them to the surface because they can't go anywhere once they're like backed up to the surface, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we call that a boil. And they call it a boil because once these fish get to the surface, they're like, yeah, there's like bubbles all over the surface and you can see it. Like it's crazy. And it's easy for a person to see, but it's even easier for a bird to see. Mm. So they have like these seabirds, like frigate birds and what have you, that are like, you know, up in the air, and they can see way, way farther than we can. Further, farther, further than we can. And they go to these bait balls, the boils, Mm -hmm. and so you see, like, three or four birds heading in a direction. It's a safe bet that they see something out there in the ocean. And so we follow them, right? Because if we can get our lines in with these bait balls, it's way easier because we know that there's probably, like, dozens, hundreds of beneaths in the area all we need is one to get caught slipping yep so we are setting our traps the brick the brick traps for these like huge huge birds er, not sorry we're setting the brick traps for these huge huge tunas from offshore and we see like i don't know if y'all have ever seen that like terrible movie uh bird dimmick okay well it's like this horror movie where like Bird, it's like a bird apocalypse, and there's like birds all over the place, like tens of thousands of them flying around, like snatching no. people up, doing terrible no. things. Okay, it's a it's an old movie, but basically we see that, and it's like dozens of birds, right, all flying straight out to the sea, right, and we're like, oh, it's going down. That's tight.
2: <laughs> it's like that, like <laughs> that scene in Jumanji where all the animals are just like running.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, all right. exactly. So we set these traps and we're like, yo, it is Tuna City over there, Uh it's ringing off, it's ringing off out in the the ocean, Mm -hmm. we gotta go. So we set the traps and we like head over to this oil, and it's like there are birds circling in the air, it's looking ominous, like if this was a movie, it would be like every single bad omen you could possibly imagine. But to us, we were like, oh let's go! and the birds are like squawking (laughs) over each other as they're like fighting to get these fish on Uh top and you can see the fish jumping out the water trying to get away from the tunas and getting snatched up by the birds like not even knowing this is guerrilla
0: warfare Uh Uh this is sparta this is the trojan horse i just i'm uncomfortable keep going
2: man that's uh, that sounds so lit (laughs)
0: this is 300. (laughs) (laughs) yo for real they really are
1: Spartans, man. Yeah. And we're, like, racing through the water, like, going mad fast. Because, like, Moana wants these fish. Like, yeah. he loves fishing. And so we were, like, we were enabling him. We were like, yeah, let's go, bro, let's go. And, like, we get our lines in the water. And we didn't have time to set up the big ones, like the big fishing rods. So we just put a hook on some fishing string. So we throw it in and, you know, let it troll behind the boat. And, like, 20 seconds go by. Boom, got a bite. And we're pulling these tunas like by hand, one after the other. It is like crazy how many fish there were. It was kind of like getting lost in the sauce. And how, how big are the fish? Like three and a half to three feet long. How
0: much do they weigh?
1: Uh, a couple hundred pounds maybe? No.
2: So so like, is it like one of you pulling on a yes. line or like two of yeah. y'all?
1: So it's, 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 it's Moana's driving the boat. And me and Corey are playing on the line.
2: (laughs) Damn, y'all hanging out the side window chopping it up. Okay, cool. Dang.
1: (laughs) Pretty much. Oh, no, this boat, like, the boat is, like, sorry, I should have explained. The boat is small. Like, it is not massive by any means. It's, like, maybe you could fit six people on a good day type boat. Like, maybe seven or eight feet long. Damn, damn. With a motor.
0: It is it is the escape from finding yeah. Namor. Oh, yeah. it's not great. Yeah, it's like a speedboat. It's,
1: it's just a little okay.
2: Speed book, you <laughs> cool, know? cool.
1: Yeah. So we're we're going going and going and going and catching these tuners and catching these tuners and having a good time. You know, like Moana's like, I'm turning right, Interceptor <laughs> on the starboard bow. Let's go. And then C- Corey Corey's like, my hands hurt. Jojo, jo- take over. And I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't. I'm fighting the fish on the dock right now, on the deck right now. <laughs> It's like it's like utter chaos, and then, and then, we see the storm coming. Right?
0: What did that storm look like? We
1: see, we see this huge like tower of gray clouds. It's off in the distance, but it's like coming. It's approaching. It wasn't there before, and now it's there. Right?
0: How far are y'all from shore?
1: <sighs> That's a good question. Like maybe two miles. Like. The, the island's definitely within sight, like we can see it, we okay. can feel comfortable about that, but it wasn't like we were about to get out the boat and swim, you know? So, <laughs> we see the storm coming, and while of itself he's like, it's a storm guys, and we're like, yeah. He's like, y'all want to keep going? And we were like, yeah. And he was like, good. <laughs> <laughs> but we're following the birds, following the birds, you know, getting even more lost in the sauce. Uh-huh. It is uh-huh. fantastic. And then it starts raining. It was like a couple of drops at first, right? A little drizzle, but then it starts pouring. And-
0: That's what you get. That's what y'all get.
1: None of <laughs> you us- You deserve. <laughs> that, you deserve that. Cubulo Nimbus
2: caught y'all slipping. <laughs> <laughs> like.
1: Really ran up on us. <laughs> it walked up on y'all. <laughs> it said, who the fish now?
0: <laughs> Yo, the fish called the shooters.
1: <laughs> so- it's like pouring raining at this point, And it's like, when it's raining on the ocean, like when it's raining on land, it's like, okay, the street's below me, you know. I got McDonald's on my right, the gas station on my left. Okay. I'm cooling, bro, I can just go inside. When you're on a little speedboat and it's raining in the middle of the ocean, everything looks gray. You look to your left, you see gray. You look to your right, you see gray. You look up, you see gray. All you know is that the ocean is below you. And you don't even know what's in the ocean below you, to be honest, so. See?
0: Hard pass.
2: Heart so is pass. it is it like thundering or is it just like windy or is it it's just, just rain?
1: Windy and pouring. Like okay. there was no there was mm-hmm. no lightning, no thunder, but it was like raining hard. And you can hear it all along the water, like because you're it's, mm-hmm. it's ocean in every direction. You hear rain hitting water, which is like a weird sound. It's not the pitter patter you're used to, but it's like it just everything becomes water. There's water in every direction.
2: Whoa.
1: It's very now. Okay. I don't know. It's almost peaceful if you aren't like Scared for your life. Yep. Which yep. we weren't yet, because we were still catching fish. Like <laughs> this rain is coming yes, down. That's a We are still catching fish.
0: You know, fish. I'm, I just want to take a second of reflection. Um, this is reminding me of Alexis. I was just thinking the same thing and was hoping and you weren't going to point that out. Wouldn't stop. <laughs> they just wouldn't stop going, and that's what I'm that 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 that's what I'm seeing here. Please continue.
1: Just just please go. Keep going.
2: I got no rebuttal. Yeah, that's valid.
1: <laughs> so eventually, you know, the tunas go somewhere else, and we we like look at our our deck. You know, we've got like we've got like eight or nine or seven. I, I don't remember how many fish it was. It was a lot of fish, like at least two per person. Just mm-hmm. sitting in the boat. We're like, okay, what now? <laughs> it's still raining, and we're like, where do we go? Where are the buoys? Where's anything? And Moana's like, we gotta find those buoys, guys. And we were like, oh, no worries. We know where we are. Like, you know, the island is to our right, so we'll just swing back around, find the buoys, and get out of here. Easy money, right? <sighs> not so okay so it's still raining the rain is like sort of dying down um and we but we're still like we're out here like high hightailing it through the water trying to find these buoys right because he didn't tell us this but these buoys were special for two reasons one they weren't his they were his friends that he had borrowed and two each of them was two hundred dollars Moana. Moana. Moana.
2: Oh, my man.
1: (laughs) So, we're like racing through the rain. It's like water stinging your face. And we we can barely see anything on the ocean, right? We're Mm -hmm. trying to find these orange and slash or yellow buoys because we don't know which side is up. We're like, I don't see anything. What's that? Oh, that's just seaweed. What's that? That's more seaweed. What's that? I don't know. I can't see anything. (laughs)
2: <laughs> How many buoys did y'all end up finding?
1: So at the, end of, at the end of it, like the rain's gone, like the storm has passed. It's, we can see it in the distance. Wait, hold up. We y'all flying... y'all were
2: just driving around in the rain? Yes.
1: <laughs> <Y'all>... Yes. <laughs> we were not going back without those buoys.
2: So, was on, Moana's like, I don't live with debt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're like looking for the buoys. And this is when the coffee hits me, right? Because I don't drink coffee because it gives me a stomachache. <laughs> like a really bad stomach ache. But I was trying to have energy for that. I didn't wanna I didn't want to pass out on the boat, I didn't want to fall asleep, I didn't want to not be up and Adam. but I have a really bad stomach ache. This man and I'm like, Boy, we need to we need to go back. <laughs> I'm about to throw up. And they say the legend between all the sailors that I've met, they say that if you start throwing up on the sea, you don't stop till you get okay. back to land. And so if I threw up, which I felt like I was about to throw up, okay. like it would have been over for me all bullies would have been lost, right? Point blank period. That would have been it. $800. Uh-huh. washed out to see.
2: Dog. You um, had a second boil happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Instead, um, uh-huh. my boss pulls out his phone. Legend that he is. Starts playing some music for me.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
1: it's not just... So,
0: so kind. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. ginger yeah. with you. It is yeah.
1: Absolute hardcore rap. Like... <laughs> He puts on Schoolboy Q, my favorite artist. Okay. And in rapping some Schoolboy Q, uh-huh. I learn to calm down and I forget about my stomach ache. Because how can you think of anything else with Schoolboy Q's bars when I listen to Schoolboy Q? We, we have really learned something about you in this moment. Jo-Jo. I like that. Continue. I like that. Continue. So with our stomachs quelled and our spirits somewhat lifted by the music, we do wind up finding two of the buoys. But we spend like two and a half hours looking for the other two. 'Cause there's four total. Like we spend like a while just driving around until like you can hear the engine running out of gas.
0: Ooh, oh
1: no. And like Moana's <laughs> like, either we get stuck out of the sea looking for these buoys, or we go back and uh-huh. accept that I owe my friend four hundred dollars. <laughs> and like Ooh-wee. it was a there's a clear answer. It was here. a difficult Moana. choice. Wow. It was a difficult no. choice. No, it's not. It's really I not see
2: Moana though. I right. see you, bro. <laughs>
1: Bye. I respect the determination uh-huh we were really out there trying eyes peeled open but it was not to be we returned home with six fish and two buoys
2: that's not bad and, though that's not bad
1: right 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 but there were two buoys just lost to see we don't know where they went like honestly like we checked the, we checked the beach they weren't on the beach we walked around like or we drove around the area we were in no buoys and we definitely didn't see anything like Way, way far out. It's like we drove out for like a minute, like guessing where the currents might have taken them. Gone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Honestly, I think the fish might have took them underwater. I have no <laughs> idea. Like just it, straight yeah, drug them. Just, yes, it just doesn't make any sense where they went. To be honest.
2: All right, so you guys get back to shore,
1: right, safely and you know out of gas, uh, out four hundred dollars. But Moana's like, you know what, I'm gonna be happy. You know we're still alive we caught these fish why don't y'all come to my house tomorrow for a barbecue right yeah he was like i'll cook these fish for y'all And we were like oh you you mean like authentic like home-cooked fresh-caught tuna Mm Mm-hmm. bet yep so say
2: less let's go exactly exactly Uh
1: next day rolls around Uh we walk down to moana's house which is like down the uh like a little bit down the street the one street that goes around the uh, island it's like a loop, basically. So we walk down the street to Moana's crib, and it is like a literal actual party popping off, right? Like, tell, tell us more. He invites like all his friends. His like wife is there. We didn't even know he had a wife. His <laughs> wife is there. <laughs> like, like literally, she almost like, didn't have a husband. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> the gag is she's actually she works the at the lab. She's the Whoa, one who introduced us to him. We just didn't know they were married until we got to the house. What was, oh Wait, what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> so well, that fool is my husband. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> and then like we get there, he's like bringing out like Tahitian wine and like rum and all that good stuff. We're meeting his friends that he goes fishing with that he plays rugby with. And like, when he brings out this fish, when I tell you it is the best fish I have ever had in my life. Like, I mean, so he barbecued it, for one, which is great already. Like, it's this, like, savory, salty, grilled, like, banit with this Tahitian mayonnaise mustard sauce. I don't know what it was. I really wanted to ask him for the recipe, but it was, like, sweet and tangy and, like, a little bit savory, but it was, like, really overall sweet. And you put it on the barbecue fish, and it is, like, a world of experience you know when ratatouille when he his brother is like eating the cheese and the fruit together and he closes his eyes and there's like fireworks going on that was me i was, <laughs> like, that was, you. I was like this was, worth was this was worth every single hour on that water and then he brought out the sashimi and it was like i already like sushi but i've never had like fresh fresh straight out the ocean sashimi sushi before and that was like a whole other experience i don't even want to eat sushi anymore Unless <laughs> cut like, That's fish for me, <laughs> like <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that.
2: Taken care of. So, Got it.
1: <laughs> exactly. Perfect. Boom. So, all in all, like we have good food, you know, good fun. Met some new friends. Got off Sahitian wine, Ooh. and we're just chilling way into the late night. At the end of the day. It was worth it. We paid him back for the buoys, obviously, because we kind of we kind of enabled him into okay <laughs> driving through the middle of the storm. So we paid him forty dollars for the buoys, made amends with his friend. Uh huh. Um, so really, all's well that ends well. Plus, I got a cool fish experience. Out yeah, of it, man. Right? Like that's like a Clearly. that's like a goat story. Like not everybody can say they've been fishing in Tahiti.
2: Not everyone can say they straight that's up cool. outlasted a storm on a.
0: And not everyone should. <laughs> not everyone should. Here you are to tell the tale, Jojo. That was wild.
2: Yeah. You mentioned at one point that uh, you were like best fisher I've ever seen. Uh, do you have like, uh, do you have like any background in fishing? Low key, like as a kid? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So when I was uh, younger, like my dad used to take me fishing. Growing up in the world, it was like an abundance Mm -hmm. Um, freshwater places to go fishing so my dad and i used to go fishing a lot um and then like katrina hit we didn't go fishing as much but like that was kind of what sort of fostered my interest in fish is just like going around and catching i think what really sealed the deal for me was like i caught a gar that had just eaten a fish
2: whoa so it was like Hmm.
1: so like i caught i caught a gar and then inside that gar's mouth was like another fish it's like tail And I was like, this is crazy. Like these, they're out here eating things like for real, for real. Like they don't exist (laughs) once they get on the other end of my line. Uh They have like a whole life down there that I am not privy to. That's sick. I was like tiny too. Like Uh literally my dad had to help me reel it in because it was stronger than me. (laughs) It was pulling me into the water. So
2: is that like instrumental in how you got involved in marine science? Or is there like another way that you ended up where you are?
1: Um. Kind of, sort of. So, like, that was what got me into it, but really, like, I wasn't in the field until um, I went to undergrad, and Mm. I got this really nice internship out at Friday Harbor Laboratories, uh, which is off the coast of Washington State. Okay. Um, And it was, like, sort of, like, last minute. Like, I talked to somebody, Uh like, two days before the deadline, uh, my my old advisor, Dr. Farina at Howard University, and she was like, "You should apply for this internship." And I'm looking at the deadline with like two days left. I'm like, "They're not going to accept me if I submit my application like a day before." <laughs> and I, one of my friends was like, "No, nah, you need to submit that application." And I was like, "Okay, all right, fine, whatever." And here I am, like literally, like I submitted it. I got in. I did great research out there. Met some great friends, mm-hmm. and it just sort of like jump started my career.
0: I just want to I want to point out something real quick to our especially black and brown friends, but especially black. These programs look at HBCUs for their mm-hmm. students, for their summer opportunities. Yeah. So, yes, yeah. you want to get in. This
1: is exactly <laughs> the
0: way to do it. OK, so it's that time of the show again,
2: as always. It's shut out time. So
1: um, y'all may not know this. I didn't mention it, but I am actually an artist. Uh, so I know a lot of people who draw and do like different types of art. And all of them are pretty okay. much better than me. Uh, but one friend in particular, who I want to shout out, is my friend Coffee, who has a Twitter and he has commissions. So if you want anything drawn, if you play Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. you want your character drawn. If you, you know, if you like fish, this like he really does it all. He's drawn some fish for me that I like put on the side as like decorations of my talks and presentations. Like the guy's nice. Yeah, all so, right at mocha cafe at on
2: mocha Twitter, cafe so okay how do you
1: spell
0: it how do you spell M-O-C-H-A it if it's not traditional
1: spelling h a underscore k a f f e Ooh,
2: there yes it is. follow hit up those commissions support oh, yeah. an excellent artist also shout out to D. let's go <laughs> shout
1: out to D. <laughs> yeah
2: who else sure. do you want to give a shout out to sure. who you feeling
1: uh, my cousin my cousin i gotta give a shout out to my cousin that's like my day one you know yeah um, so, he, he's, a, he's a musician. Again, I'm also a musician. We both rap. Uh, but my cousin has an album that came out this year. If you like hip-hop, give it a little love.
0: Okay, okay, give us okay. the details. Okay. Where can we find him? it? Where What's can we name?
1: find it? The, the album is on all streaming services that you use. Got music videos on Apple Music, you know, on Spotify. We're everywhere. And his Twitter, if you want to follow him, is at Robbie Rize. At R-O-B-B-Y R-I-Z-A-Y
2: Yeah e- Jojo We want to say Thank you so much For being on the program uh, And thanks for being our anchor You are closing down the season hey! oh, My got man the chain on.
0: Yeah, you oh, Got the chain on. <laughs> chain on We out <laughs>
2: We Out Here podcast is Allison Jones and Alexi Gruses, show theme by Spencer Snedden. show graphics by Khalif Gillette, and sound editing by Patrick Emerybe, also known as Mastercraft 360. If you enjoyed this season of the We Out Here podcast, please give us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. This is going to help us stay up there on the charts and help us spread a little further so that we can continue to reach other black, brown, and indigenous ears. Let them know that they're not the only ones out here as well. Follow us on Twitter at WeOutHerePod and on Instagram at TheWeOutHerePod. Uh, if you're a black, brown, or indigenous person in science and nature and you want to connect or share a story with our audience, hit us up on social media at our email at WeOutHerePod at gmail.com or you can send us a submission to our story submission form, which is in the show description as well. This is a paid opportunity with minimal time commitments. Now, the We Out Here Pod in some, you know, current news, uh, we'll be taking our season hiatus. Uh, so we're going to come back with season two. Uh, and this hiatus is basically just going to give Alice and myself some time to recover, get our lives together as we continue to work on our you know show a whole continent apart. Now, season two is going to begin with a new schedule at, in January of 2023. So we'll be dropping content on our Patreon in the meantime during that hiatus to keep our supporters happy and well fed. Uh, keep an eye out for some more details. Now, if you want to be a part of that new season feel free to drop us one of those submissions in the form as mentioned earlier, or you guys can hop on the Patreon and support us there as well. Now, uh, we want to say a huge thank you to everyone who supported the podcast over the year. Thanks in particular to Soph Lunch, Tykee James, Jada Elcock, Allie Ward, Joe Hansen, Nick Phillip, Sarah Pittman, Vikram Baliga, uh, Leslie Seaton, Lionel, you know who you are, and Kyle Gruses for helping us get off the ground. You guys got us running and... I can't say thank you enough I want to say thanks to everyone who's come around and supported the podcast over the season uh, Because, shoot, you guys are the ones we're trying to reach So thank you so much for being within reach Uh, We never expected this many people to actually enjoy the show So for one, I am incredibly humbled Uh, And I, Alexi, want to say a particular last mega special thank you To the one and only Allison Jones Uh, She's the guiding light of this podcast And there ain't no way I'd be doing this without her So with that in mind, solidarity forever, land back to the lands back, and we'll see y'all in January. Until then, get outside before it gets cold. (laughs) Okay, so it's that time of the show. Again, as always, it's shout-out time. So, JoJo, who would you like to give some shout-outs to? Oh, I burped a little bit through it. Mm.